Hello and welcome to the Great Park Hop. My name is Julian James and continuing to join us live from the Hall Cave, where he's been feverishly debating whether to add a hot dog to his twisted tater at Halloween Horror Nights, the man, the myth, the legend, Henry Hall. Hey! Every other week we get together to discuss the latest and greatest theme park news, happenings, and burning topics from the lands of Disney, Universal, and beyond. Before launching into things, though, we always like to note that Henry works at the Walt Disney Company. As always, though, his opinions are fully his own. So, Henry, Universal Studios Beijing, it's officially open, and we still have no real update, very little, very little information, let's say, uh, uh, in terms of just an on-the-ground report, it seems like very sparse information is out there. It's a little weird. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's 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 pretty surprising at this point. <laughs> it's like uh, you expect, especially when it's something that's had, you know, this much kind of anticipation towards that we've been hearing about these lands, we've been hearing about all these cool attractions and restaurants, and it's, uh, yeah, I mean, I have to imagine the kind of travel lockdown <laughs> because of COVID has, uh, has certainly prevented a lot of Western, uh, you know, news outlets and vloggers and YouTubers from going out there and getting on the ground stuff. But it's still, it just is like a really weird feeling. It's like a, it's like a vacuum of, of just space is left behind from like, oh yeah, this park is open and, uh. I mean, it sounds like it is, it's busy for the locals, right? Like, I think what we did here was that their their initial, I think it was like 1,000 tickets for opening day was like sold out within 30 minutes. So it's a big park, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> but but yeah, like the demand is certainly there from the locals. Uh, so yeah. Well, I'm surprised at least Universal didn't do something because, I mean, they did a, like, you know, that, that video preview of the land for like the super Nintendo land in Japan. So why didn't they do something for Beijing? Yeah. I think the only thing that we, the only thing that we for sure saw, right. Was there is a, uh, uh, I'm assuming she's from the UK, but there's someone from the UK that has a YouTube channel there, uh, that is on the ground in China, just working overseas her channel, Blondie in China. She did go to, it looked like a soft opening. She did have a video. I guess I guess it is a good point too. Like with, you know, being in China, you are behind the, uh, the, the great firewall as they call it. Not easy if you're, you know, to connect via VPN, to upload like high definition video. So I guess there's that factor. That's worth calling out. Anyway, she did upload some stuff from it. She had a, uh, an interesting, it was, it was pretty short. It was nothing too out of this world, nothing too in depth, but it was kind of like her experience at some of the areas, right? Like she was in the, uh, the Kung Fu Panda area kind of eating around there. She, uh, we got a couple of little sneak peeks of some of the, some of the other, uh, attractions. Like she was on the Kung Fu Panda ride. There was that, uh, what was a lights camera action ride there too. So we, we got a we got a little bit, but yeah, not not nearly enough, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, some of the stuff that she uh, was spent a lot of time on was like the Harry Potter land, and that's something that you know we're familiar with. So it wasn't as poignant to us, but she had never been to a Universal's park, so it wasn't as interesting to us. And it like she went, I think she went to the Transformers land, but got very little video while she was there like uh i did see that they they have the transformers like the people in costume doing the kind of trans uh, in a transformers costume doing the meet and greet they actually had windblade who is not a bay former oh. it was actually a a fan created transformer that uh basically all the fans voted on what the the transformer would look like then it appeared in a in, in a comic book 
series for by IDW, and then then they made an actual toy out of it. Um, but it's a like a a, a female Autobot uh, Transformer named Windblade, and they actually had her as in uh, as you know interacting with uh, people, which is cool. So I guess there's hope that it's not all Bayformers there. <laughs> Dude, that's awesome. Yeah, really. I didn't even know that, dude. That's a good deep cut right there, Henry. <laughs> well, I was I was shocked to see it. Like that was like when I saw that, I was like, I was fully expecting all Bay Formers. And it did look like they had a um a a roller coaster that was kind of themed using the 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 Bay Former, the what they used for um for Shockwave in the the movies uh as kind of the basis of it but uh but then seeing the wind blade actually gave me more hope for it not that i don't know if i'll ever get to get to china but uh to experience <laughs> myself but one day i mean it's still hope that at least they they're looking at other transformers outside of the bay formers yeah yeah that is pretty cool man I, I, yeah i think that co- that coaster is called the Decepticoaster. Mm. From what I understand, it looks like uh, it looks like a pretty much. I think we've talked about this. It's it's like a copy of the uh, the Incredible Hulk at Islands of Adventure, which is an awesome coaster. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, good times, man. So uh, the the one thing I did see as well, they did have somebody had uploaded the full How to Train Your Dragon stage show. Looked okay. Mm. It was it was it was kind of like a bunch of people kind of performing in front of a like an LED screen that kind of changed you know it was like digital sets I guess mm. in that in that sense so so very universal mm. <laughs> very on brand for you know universal uh, uh, attractions but uh, but they did have like um, a bunch of people kind of all working together to uh, kind of maneuver around in a dragon costume and it. It looked better than what you expect, but not like significantly better. Mm. Anyway, um, the more notable than that even was the fact that it was 17 minutes long. <laughs> so, like, very long for a, for a stage show. Certainly, I, I can't think of any like 20 minute stage show for our, uh, for Disney. So I guess I guess like uh, the the Hyperion had some some longer shows as well, yeah. but. Seems seems like for a How to Train Your Dragon show, that feels long, man. But, but maybe not. I don't know. I mean, it sounds kind of weird. I don't know. It, it sounds a little bit disappointing, but um, at least for me, because I actually went to the like live action How to Train Your Dragon show. I was helping uh, uh, a friend of mine because he took all his nieces, his his daughter and all his nephews to the show and needed help corralling them all so it was just like me and him and the kids and uh went to the live action show and the live action show had like full on full size like versions of like all almost quite a few of the dragons and they were pretty legit uh so I think I would be a bit disappointed in seeing the the digital, all digital show at this point. It, yeah, it definitely. I think there was, like I said, there's one physical kind of dragon costume, and it came out it looked like a couple of times. But, uh, but you know, I mean, I, I think too, it's one of those things that, um, it's one of those things where it's just like you know, they're because those kinds of big American, uh, you know, amusement parks. They're there in China. Obviously, we have, you know, Shanghai Disneyland, which is a big American-style amusement park. Um, but there's just not, like, a ton of other of options out there if you if you are on mainland China. And so I think even just, like, that experience, uh, you know, we seeing these major properties that maybe you haven't even seen if you're, if you're, uh, if you're from China, but, you know, you've heard about and... I think just that experience just kind of is is a big deal for a lot of people there. I remember mm. being in Shanghai Disney and it was like 
it was very strange. And obviously there's, there, there is a, a significant cultural difference between kind of local guests and anyone coming from the U S and visiting. So certainly there's that, but it was really interesting to see like what people flocked to and like what they weren't interested in and just kind of like, you know, the, the, the stuff that was most popular is like kind of stuff that would be kind of shunned, if you will, by, by kind of us Disney fans. Like, you know, there was like, uh, there was a, a ride where it was like you, um, you kind of floated down this, uh, this boat ride where there were kind of statues of, of Disney characters and scenes. And that was kind of it. It was just sort of like this nice boat ride where you saw kind of statues of, of characters. Sometimes they moved around and sometimes they kind of did very minimal things, but, uh, that was like super popular. People loved that. And then the Tron coaster was like, yeah, it wasn't super, super popular. It was like five, 10 minute, uh, wait to, to get on that. Hmm. So always interesting. So certainly that could be a part of it. I can, I can see why something like lights, camera action, you know, the idea of being in kind of like a fake Hollywood set where you're seeing these special effects around you, like, Hey, if you're not used to seeing that kind of a thing, or if that's a new experience for you, that could be, that could be really cool. So who knows? Maybe when, when you eventually get out there, Henry, <laughs> you might just be able to hop right on that Decepticoaster and just, you know, keep, keep riding it and riding it and riding it. Cause no one else is interested. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I highly doubt it. Cause looking at uh, all the, like, I mean, given the video we saw, it was like a soft opening, but she did point out like how much they put in place to like guidelines and those, and um, (laughs) they are preparing for huge, huge lines. Yeah. A hundred thousand is, it's a pretty big park, man. Yeah. That's trying to think like, so I know that Disneyland is, I think 80, I think Shanghai is that around that two, eighty thousand. I want to say Magic Kingdom's like eighty five ninety. So it's definitely it's a big park, no doubt. Um, and yeah, it's like it, th- that was. I mean, again, like in prepping for Shanghai Disney, it was the exact same kind of thing. They had huge queues there, and I heard a lot of horror stories. Interestingly enough, I think this was pointed out in that uh, that video as well. The biggest lines always seemed to be around the food carts, right? Like that was the big kind of thing people were interested in. But yeah, you just never know. Certainly, it's uh, you don't want to be on a high capacity day at one of those parks, right? Yeah, I think one of the things that I always am amazed by because we like you know we think of things. Uh, I mean, we live close to. San Francisco and we've been to LA and those are considered big cities. Those are nothing compared to over in China. Like, you know, in China, the, the concept of like a small, a small town is like a million people. So like our concept of, of, you know, crowds and stuff, I think I'm just worried. (laughs) I'd be scared going into all kinds of that. Uh, just because I I'm, always like oh yeah like small village a million people and that's like that's more than the population of san francisco which we consider is a big city i mean it's not that big but (laughs) in this area yeah so um yeah (laughs) definitely uh definitely work those crowd calendars try to figure out i mean that's what we did for for uh, Shanghai Disney was like, we pretty much heard that because it was more expensive to go on the weekends, there were, there were less crowds and yeah, we just, we just picked a, a, a weekend that seemed like it would make sense that it wouldn't be as crowded and crossed our fingers. And it was like super comfortable while being there. So mm. I have to imagine certainly once this initial wave dies off, you'll be able to find those, uh, those sweet spots, but Interesting. I mean, again, we got to keep our ear out here for more. We're, what we're really waiting for is the big drop, the big walkthrough of Waterworld Land. That's really all we're waiting to see. Just Once we see that, we can really, really give a, 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 a sense of where we're, what we're talking about here for Shanghai, uh, or sorry, for Beijing, Universal Studios Beijing. Until then, 
kind of at a TBD, right? Yeah, I mean, honestly, though, uh, after seeing the, like, Kung Fu Panda area, I'm actually really interested to see it because the Kung Fu Panda looked legit. That looked really cool. Yeah. Like, I really wanted to go eat in there, you know, so... uh yeah, I'm. I am really interested to see how they did. Uh, how Waterworld turns out. A plus, right? Definitely for the. Gotta be definitely for the Kung Fu Panda. I I, I don't know if I my expectations were super high for it uh, initially because I <laughs> yeah. mean like what is Kung Fu Panda? But it looks like I mean. After like Super Nintendo Land and now seeing the Kung Fu Panda, they're doing pretty good. They're doing pretty good. Yeah. Also gets you excited about uh, Epic Universe whenever that gets done in uh, Orlando. Oh, for sure. Well, what we do have a lot more information on, though, is uh, some of these other Halloween events that, you know, we've been we've been waiting on in anticipation seemingly for like over a year because last year's Halloween pretty much canceled. But, uh, but yeah, this year, obviously we talked about the after hours boo to you bash at, uh, at Walt Disney world at magic kingdom. It's been going on for, for, for a few weeks already. So, so, uh, there's some, some good feedback around that, but we also now have Oogie Boogie bash that has been happening over at Disney California adventure, uh, that's back this year. That's already started. And then, of course, Halloween Horror Nights, both in Hollywood and Orlando. That has fully kicked off as well. So a lot of uh, a lot of trip reports and uh, a lot of good vibes coming from, from all of those events. But I think the most surprising thing, and, and we could, I think, start to see this coming, certainly when we got some kind of, I don't know if the word is tepid, but some some kind of take it or leave it responses from uh magic kingdom's boo to you after hours event (laughs) but then you know when we were looking at what that pretty much oogie boogie was for the most part i think you were calling this out henry like it's pretty much the full event right like it didn't seem like they cut any corners or cutbacks uh uh uh, for the entire event so you kind of got the full thing that was multiple hours in the park i think you could enter it you know what was it like Three o'clock, four o'clock, or something I think it's like, like that. Four o'clock. So it was like the, f- yeah, and, and and there was a parade, and there was a trick or treat trail. It was like everything I think that uh, people were clamoring for at uh, Magic Kingdom seemed to be included with uh, with Oogie Boogie Bash, which the way that restrictions have been rolling out, certainly not something we could see coming. Yeah, I mean it's I mean it's nice to hear that it's 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 all there i think a lot of times california gets kind of the shorthand of the stick when it's when you got uh stuff going on in orlando compared to here in california totally but this is one of those times where i think we actually won out i mean besides also getting the uh nightmare before christmas overlay of haunted mansion so i think we made out this time Dude, yeah. Of course, this is the year that we go to uh, Orlando, right? Perfect for for Halloween. So uh, yeah. So I'm I'm still wanting to go to down to Disneyland despite our trip to Orlando. I still want to go. It's so hard not going. It's such a. It's become such a a yearly event that it just feels weird not going down there. We'll have to do like a. Uh, holiday time trip down there just to at least hit up the uh, haunted mansion overlay and then everything that's going on over there too. It's always a fun time of year. I Yeah. I, I do like the holidays. That's especially if they have a lot of eggnog oriented stuff, but uh, uh, I don't know. Do you love that eggnog, Henry? I true. do. I do love me some eggnog. <laughs> So tons of positive feedback around that, which is awesome, of course. I mean, the uh, it cannot be overstated just how incredible that uh, that trick-or-treat trail is over in California Adventure at the uh, the Redwood the Redwood Creek Challenge Trail is is kind of converted into this sort of like haunted fantasy 
kind of walk-through attraction with just like crazy projections and and just uh, you know fog machines and just a lot of really cool stuff, man. So very, very, very cool. If you ever have an opportunity, cannot be recommended enough. Am I right? Yeah, I mean, I enjoyed going through there. I was like, it was it was cool until I got to the part part where you go into the like log, and I was like, yeah, I'm not crawling through that. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, but it's really cool because uh, like you. You don't know what to expect going into it. It's kind of, it's, it's not really creepy. It's more like just cool seeing all the different, uh, the lights and stuff. Uh, so yeah. it's, it's a nice walkthrough, you know. It felt very like uh, Alice in Wonderland to me. That was like, it felt like you were in the middle of like, just that kind of, you know, magical kind of uh, experience. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, it's it's not quite as crazy as uh, as Alice in Wonderland, but it's definitely got that that kind of that feeling of being kind of like in a different world of like, you know, kind of like a, a kind of a world of wonder. But, you know, it's it's so bright in different lights. And stuff. It's like a land of wonder. Yeah. Well, I mean. Yeah. Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, man. Well, and it's like, it, it it's one of those experiences too, that like you don't, they've done such a good job of just relatively, I don't want to use the word simple, but like, you know, it's nothing, they, it's nothing too complex in terms of, of, you know, it, they haven't like overdone it. It's just like the perfect amount of kind of added lights and special effects to, to really change up that space, which I mean, Redwood Creek Challenge Trail is such a unique kind of area for a Disney park anyway. But then, yeah, this added overlay, it's just really is fantastic stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 just the right amount of like you, you go into it, like not really knowing what's what you're in for. But it's just kind of like a really nice walk through. You get to see all the, the lights and projections and whatnot. And it's just it kind of a calming kind of, you know. Uh, walk through, I guess is it's not yeah. overly busy, I guess, but it's, it's just, just the right amount. I, whoever set it up really knew what they're going for uh, with that. Yeah. Well realized for sure. Then we've got Halloween Horror Nights kicking off and uh, at both coasts and, you know, huge event, obviously We're looking forward to it because it is uh on the complete other side of the spectrum, obviously, of a a, uh, a Disney event in that it is like, you know, super adults only. Um, and yeah, it seems like, you know, the same kind of situation where because Universal Orlando obviously has a lot more money that they're working with, they've got a lot more space that they're working with. The word that I kept on hearing from everyone, certainly those uh, those houses in Orlando, the haunted houses, much better than uh, what's going on over in Hollywood. Some there was some really good some good feedback on a couple of those houses in Hollywood. Specifically, the they had a uh, Halloween Four, the Return of Michael Myers house. Okay. I, I heard a lot of really interesting feedback around that one. Um, I guess that yearly Halloween and Michael Myers is like a reoccurring kind of house and theme at uh, at the Hollywood version, and so. I guess in the past it hasn't been quite as on point, but it sounds like this one. There was like a scene. <laughs> there was a scene. I saw a couple of videos, a uh, uh, walkthroughs of this, where they're going through like a house of mirrors, and there's just like everywhere you look are just people dressed up as you know Michael Myers, and as they're walking through, you're just never sure which one is going to come out and grab you. Uh, very effective kind of stuff. Um, <laughs> So a lot of really great feedback. They've got a they've got a really cool Day of the Dead uh, uh, kind of area going on over in Hollywood as well, which is which is very cool and unique, very very specific to Hollywood. Um, but again, yeah, the houses are just it's like impossible to compete with space and the the money that Universal Orlando throws at all of their houses. The interesting thing that I did hear from a lot of people was that the scare zones felt quite a bit better in Hollywood than they do in 
Florida in that specifically is a lot of the performers and a lot of the, the way that they built some of these scare zones, the performers and the scenes and the sets, a lot of them are built on platforms. So for the most part, you're, you're kind of looking at them, but they're not like all up in your business, mm. right? <laughs> it's, you can, you can kind of decide how close and personal you want to be to all of that oh. stuff. But in Hollywood, it is like you're walking through, uh, you know, crowds of people in scare zones and people will just like run up right into your face with like chainsaws or with, with like, you know, fake weapons, make it seem like you're, you're about to get like blasted in the face with like a big wrench or something oh. like that. So a lot of those, those kind of like in your face, uh, kind of flinch, flinch style, you know, uh, scares are going on in Hollywood. So you know, whatever. I mean, personally, I'm not the biggest fan of just like walking in a crowd and someone randomly coming up and seeming like they're about to bash me in the face. Like, yeah, it's not my kind of, uh, not my kind of, uh, scary night, but, um, so I'm okay with people being up on platforms, but uh, interesting kind of mix, especially, I mean, again, because I think the assumption is, well, this is California, um, and so, you know, uh, they've traditionally been a little more strict, especially when it comes to social distancing and a lot of these guidelines that are going on. Um, so there's going to even be more separation between scare actors and guests. Doesn't seem like that's the case for, um, for at least the scare zones. <laughs> I think there was also a lot of feedback about, you know, we had talked previously about how a lot of the haunted houses were going to have those vinyl coverings mm-hmm. separating out the um, the actors from, again, the people going through the haunted houses, the guests again, sounds like Hollywood for whatever reason. It it didn't sound like this was a consistent thing, but it sounded at least like there were a few examples where like the houses on a few examples of, um, houses that were both in Orlando and in, um, Hollywood, like Texas Chainsaw, for instance, or House on, on uh, what is it, uh, Haunting yeah. of Hill House, where you know the Hollywood version did a better job of obscuring the vinyl, or there were just scenes that they just didn't include vinyl that were in Orlando. Maybe they did. Mm. So, um, so I don't know if I mean it certainly could be <laughs> that because Hollywood has had so long, they just had to plan with the assumption that they had to have those kinds of barriers built in, that they just had more time to plan around that where they didn't in, in Orlando. Who knows? Yeah. It's, it's, it sounds kind of, it's kind of weird that, yeah, that they, that they have those scare zones the way they are though. Still, it's kind of, you know, weird in that way. Well, I guess at least it's good that considering the state that Florida's in right now, that they are keeping people, a little bit of ways uh to be fair a scare zone where somebody runs up on you that's a good way somebody an actor gets blasted too though <laughs> <laughs> i know i i uh i read that i was um i uh i felt a little bit of relief in thinking like okay well at least at least we're gonna make it through the night without getting kicked out because henry decked a uh, a scare actor that that surprised him in a scare zone hey man Fight them flight, you know. <laughs> That's how you find out if they really scared me. I'm uh I'm ready. I'm 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 anticipating. I'm excited to see for sure what that's uh what that's gonna be like. But anyway, so yeah, either way, I mean it sounded like even with the the vinyl coverings and and you know, maybe for you were saying that Lori had a lot of uh anxiety around around some of these haunted houses and these big scare moments. It's like maybe, maybe, you know, seeing that kind of coming will uh, will make her feel a little bit better, but I don't know. Again, like I did hear from a lot of people saying that even though you could kind of see them, it didn't, it, 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 it didn't completely ruin the experience. <laughs> it definitely took away from it. It wasn't like, you know, uh, the way that it used to be, but, um, but it didn't ruin it. It's still, still was good times. Yeah. I think I'd rather be, you know, healthy and safe than, than like, ah, well, you know, I don't need that. I'd rather be, you know, it it maybe make it a little less like 
immersive and be healthy. So I'm I'm fine with it. Yeah. <laughs> Put them up. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely though, like I really wanted to look at a couple of those Beetlejuice house walkthroughs because I'm like super excited to go check that out. Uh but I had to I had to I for for all of the Orlando houses, I had to stop myself because like I want to try to go in as uh as as kind of as fresh as possible i I don't want to see things coming i don't want to know too much what to expect just not necessarily even because of the scares but because some of those uh sets are so well done man like that's really that's really what i'm into halloween horror nights for is just like they really do such a great job of building up these haunted houses and even some of these scare zones to really look like quality sets man like you're not going to see it anywhere else yeah, I mean, th- yeah, I always, I mean, that's that's my thing usually is that if I'm going into something that I know I'm going to go experience myself, I generally like if it's like an experience type situation where you're watching something or you're experiencing, like, I do not watch it just so the fact that it's not ruined for me and I get to experience like full on the first time, you know get the full experience so yeah i've been Mm. not watching any of that kind of stuff um which is hard because you want to see you want to prepare for it but mm. (laughs) i do have to warn you though henry there there definitely were a few of the houses that people warned that they uh, purposefully add in some really nasty smells oh anyway sounds like it should be good times yeah It'll be good. It'll be good. Definitely. Yeah. The, uh, uh, um, they have a bunch of, they've like set up a bunch of their food carts too, because they've have all of these, like they, they have all of these special Halloween Horror Nights food carts. They've got a lot of them set up, even kind of like themed around the haunted houses. So like the, uh, Texas Chainsaw is like a barbecue kind of place. Um, so it, it, it seems like really cool. I, I kind of like what they're doing. It's, it's well themed that even extends outside of the individual houses, but yeah, should be good times, man. We'll see, but that's kind of coming at the end of our trip. So we should be, uh, we should already be on the ropes by the time we hit <laughs> Halloween horror nights, so which, you know, is going to go until like what, one or 2 AM. So should be good. Yeah. We're going to be pretty looking forward to we're that. We're going to be pretty wide by the time we've. Pretty crispy. Anyway, yeah, man. So the uh, the 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 last thing that was like this was a total wild news story. This uh this hit. I want to say like earlier today, yesterday. We're recording this on a Wednesday. Um. So news came out not from Disney, but from the OC Register that there is even more work being done on stuff going on in Toontown. So, uh, and in fact, there's there's actually a lot going on. So we obviously know that there is a complete kind of uh, construction walls that are covering a good portion of Toontown as Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway is being constructed. And they have that huge show building that's like right in the middle of where, uh, of where the hills and the gag factory and, and a good portion of Toontown <clears throat> was. And I think they've even like changed a bunch of the pavement leading to Toontown that goes underneath the railway tracks. They've changed that pavement to be now brick. Um, They're just doing a lot. There's a lot of effort being put into Toontown right now to kind of spruce it up in preparation for, yeah, making minis that are coming. That's coming in 2023. So it's still a ways out. But it's much needed sprucing up because uh, I think you'd agree Toontown was looking pretty ragged beforehand, right? Yeah, but it's one of those places. Yeah, it it was, but I think it it's one of those places I want it to be so amazing. Uh, but yeah, the the yeah. Uh, the like gag area, the gag alley, uh, a lot of those like cool like picture areas picture moments because it's so good for taking pictures and stuff 
like the like the little gags yeah. and stuff weren't necessarily working very good and and they were looking pretty worn so yeah especially like the knobs on the the doors were pretty worn off from people walking up and rubbing on them <laughs> totally it was just right like faded that's like that's how i would have described kind of toontown before all of this uh construction started it was just like it, it just was feeling a little faded it needed a little faded and a little worn out like it needed just slightly more than a fresh coat of paint so anyway but it's it's so there's a lot going on in there um and it, and like i said it, it turns out that there's even more than what we were expecting because uh the oc register is reporting now that there is like there's a whole uh, 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 there's a bunch of work going on with, I'm trying to even think about like how to describe this. It's like a slight re-theme for Roger Rabbit's cartoon spin, which is the, the one thing you would never see. Uh, uh, you could never predict that anything was going to be going on over there just because it's been there. It's felt like it's, it's just like, you know, wasn't torn down with, uh, with Mickey and Minnie's being done. So you were like, all right, well, that's just going to be one of those rides that's going to stick around and, and 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 just never never actually change. But but I guess guests were noticing over the last few days that one of the Jessica Rabbit figures, I think it was the one that was in the the, the trunk of the car during one of those scenes, had been removed. And I think a lot of people were thinking, like, well, is this like a temporary kind of a thing? Is this more? Is this more kind of? Um, you know, work being done around cultural sensitivity kind of stuff. Um, but anyway, and then it comes out that no, actually, you know, the figure was removed because they're repositioning Roger Rabbit's cartoon spin and specifically Jessica Rabbit to be the main kind of character, if you will, in this new narrative that they're building for the ride. So the idea would be, that Jessica Rabbit is now uh, will be, I guess when this when this is done, she's going to end up being a a private eye, um, kind of investigating this recent crime wave that has taken over Toontown. So, um, so it's an interesting thing. Like I said, it, I, I'm certainly not against that. Like I think that's that's all well and good. And and you know, to be honest, when you're thinking about Roger Rabbit as a property within kind of the, the, I mean, Toontown was positioned as kind of the kitty area of the park, mm -hmm. right? Outside of, I guess, Cartoon Spin, which is maybe a little bit more of a, less of a kitty ride, but still like it was, it was really kind of tailored towards younger people, especially the deeper you got into Toontown where it was like, you know, you had uh, the character houses that were kind of just like large play areas and, you know, you have, uh, um, what is it? Uh, gad the, 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 uh, the gadgets coaster yeah. over there, which is kind of like a mini person's coaster. So, uh, so it was weird to have this kind of PG 13, you know, Disney film with these kind of risque character, uh, you know, positioned prominently within it. So, okay. Like I get that. Um, again, like it's just, it's just like a very weird kind of a thing because it, this is like, okay, no one was asking for this first, but B, like, you know, anytime we've gotten these other sort of sensitivity, kind of modern modernizations uh, for these rides around any kind of particular sensitivities, there's always been these big press blasts, right? Like we got one for Jungle Cruise, obviously. We got one for um, Splash Mountain, obviously, which still needs to be done. Um, and maybe it's because that it sounds like what they're doing is that they're not, they're not like fully closing the ride. Hence why Jessica Rabbit just disappeared one day. It sounds like they're keeping the, the ride kind of rolling and then just slowly updating throughout the, throughout the year, however, the, however long that they, uh, however long that they spend on it. But I mean, I guess that makes sense too, because then there's like, then you really only have the gadget coaster going on in Toontown. If uh, if you close down Cartoon Spin, but anyway, just like what a what a weird kind of out of nowhere change going on, Henry. Yeah, it's it's uh, honestly, I I mean, I guess it 
it surprises me, but then it doesn't. Like, I think maybe one of the reasons that we're not hearing about it, like, out loud, they're not making a big deal about it, is because they're trying to do it on the down low because they're trying to get ahead of any, like, maybe bad press around that ride because Jessica Rabbit was really a, a sexualized character. And I think this is right. a way to, one, maybe clothe her up a little bit more and and yeah. kind of... You know that she's going to be in a big trench coat yeah. now, right? Like that's privatized style trench that coat. Yeah. Possibly also, it's kind of like a move to kind of like empower her more to from being just like this like sex object to, to glare at and really doesn't add much other than that, where she's now actually like fighting crime and, you know, doing like, right. not, not just using her looks, but she's using her brain to like fight crime and stuff. So it, it's, I can definitely see like they're doing this on the download. So before, like if they brought it up and said something about it that everybody would be like, Hey, yeah, what about that? You know? And then they get kind of bad press from it. And I think they're just trying to get it done before like it, it gets to that point. But I, I definitely think they're trying to get ahead of it before somebody makes note of it, of, of, you know, her position in that movie that and also the fact that as you pointed out pg-13 in in an area that's clearly meant for kids so it's it does make sense to kind of downplay jessica rabbit a bit you know from what she was in the movie clearly but uh yeah but it's and it's a and like you said there's only like two real rides in that land and you know everybody it is a popular ride so i mean as far as the dark ride goes it's pretty cool still a pretty cool ride i don't fit on it very well but uh but it's a it's pretty cool ride from the visuals and stuff uh in the yeah so yeah I, i i think they're just trying to get ahead of it so it doesn't surprise me. I mean, it surprises me to some degree that it's being changed, but it doesn't surprise me with this in the like atmosphere that we live in today that they're trying to like change it and get ahead of it before like something really big comes and then they have to like really shut it down and do a real big change. So yeah. Totally. Well, and it's like, um, it straddles that line of, it's like not quite a, a, a Disneyland classic, right? Like it's, it's, I think it was like early nineties, 1990, maybe something like that. I forget what year it opened, but it's not quite like, it hasn't been around long enough. I don't think it has quite the following that maybe something like, I'm mean, certainly not something like Jungle Cruise or Splash Mountain. Uh, I guess Splash Mountain came before. Toontown, but early nineties anyway, but, uh, but still like it, it, so it doesn't quite have that, that hardcore fan base that would freak out. Like clearly if you were on the jungle cruise and just one day stuff started disappearing, like people would lose their minds, right? Like it would be, it'd be a much bigger deal. So of course, like same thing with splash mountains, they've got to get ahead of all of that. Um, and just start and just, and let people know like, Hey, when stuff starts changing, this is why. Whereas eh, cartoon spin, like certainly I think it caught people's attention, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's just not a big enough. It's it's not an e-ticket attraction. That's gonna, that's gonna really ruffle too many feathers and really like you're, you're totally right. Like this is, this is the preferred way for them to handle it. Right. Like I'm sure if they could, uh, I'm sure if Disney could, uh, have done the same thing with Jungle Cruise and with Splash Mountain. Like they would have loved to have done that. It's just like, oh, don't look, don't worry about it. Like, yeah, we're gonna have a couple changes going on, and uh, you know, it's it's no big deal. Um, yeah, please don't flame us online. Uh, yeah, all that kind of stuff. But it also does kind of set them up for. I mean, you're right. Like it's when when Mickey and Minnie's does open in 2023. 
it would be really weird to kind of have, uh, you know, Toontown 2.0 with cartoon spin just kind of being the same old cartoon spin. And yeah, like this still it's, it is funny because in reflecting, like I never sat there and was like, man, this Jessica rabbit stuff is really inappropriate. But now that it's pointed out, you're kind of like, yeah, I guess I can see this. Like, sure. I, I can see it. Um, so, you know, yeah, it's, I'm guessing that with Mickey and Minnie's, it's going to bring in a whole bunch of new people into that area of the park, which kind of traditionally has been maybe not one of the most popular areas as of late. And so with that, they just want to make sure that like each of these, each of these rides is, uh, is kind of, uh, tip top shape and maybe isn't going to raise a a whole bunch of eyebrows when before it was kind of under the radar. Yeah. But you know, it still boggles my mind that, they have a Roger Rabbit ride and it took them this long to do <laughs> Tron. Come on. Oh, I mean, yeah, it's yeah. just like, it's right. like Roger Rabbit is such a, like the fact that they like acknowledge that Roger Rabbit was, you know what it is and it, and they made a ride about it. And, but yet it took them forever to do Tron. They still don't really acknowledge like the black hole. And some of these other things, it's like, what? why don't you acknowledge these other things? Yeah. Why isn't there like maybe a black hole ride or something or Tron, you know, these. <laughs> that that would be a deep cut. I mean, yeah. it's just like, but it's there's Roger Rabbit in Toontown, which is definitely not appropriate. But I mean, it's, it, but you go like, okay, you know, it's still kind of like. That and then also the fact that like Splash Mountain got made when it got made is like, what are these people? How did they come up with these ideas to make these rides, these particular rides? (laughs) And didn't expect that like at some point, you know, somebody's going to say something about this. Like, you know, yeah, I I think they're different. Yeah, I guess. But I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> well, it's just like, certainly, yeah, it's, uh, uh, you think back to that time, at least with Roger Rabbit, that is totally a, a Michael Eisner, like trying to shove corporate synergy down everyone's throat, right? Like, uh, it's basically, it, you can kind of see the logic again. It's like weird when you, when, when you really look at it, it's strange and that, yeah, you're throwing in this property that, Technically, like Disney didn't want it to be a Disney movie, so they put it, and it's like a, uh, it's, it, is it a Hollywood Pictures? It's either it's a Hollywood Pictures or it's their other yeah. label, but yeah. basically, like their sub label that they had for kind of more adult entertainment, yeah. right? So, um, so they didn't want it to be branded as a Disney movie, <laughs> but they have the property in Disneyland, but you, but again, it's like, they've got this Toontown that's coming to Disneyland. You have Roger rabbit, which, uh, you know, taken just by himself is you could kind of like, yeah, he's kind of cartoony. Right. (laughs) And, uh, and, uh, and I, if I remember correctly, the time they were hoping that they were going to be making sequels and really make that, into a big, big, big franchise. So you could kind of see how Eisner was like, this is, this is how we're going to do it. We're going to slot it right here into Disneyland and we'll have something that sure kids might be into, but yeah, it'll be a property that'll be familiar to adults too. Uh, you know, whatever. (laughs) It's still this weird PG 13 property within, uh, uh, within, you know, a, a super kiddie area of the park. Yeah, it does kind of make sense to being in Toontown because it was all those crazy tunes and stuff in the movie. And it was yeah, the right, tune right. looking. So it kind of makes sense in its place. But I mean, I think as a, like, a, just a, like a content per se is like, you know, hey, you have your, four-year-old get on the you know roger rabbit ride and then they're like tune spin and they love it and everything i want to see that movie i mean okay (laughs) (laughs) and especially now it's like i mean 
the other thing too is like it's it it there's no way that that ride would exist if it wasn't for it was just like right place at the right time yeah right? like it, 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 there's no way that they're gonna you know with with few exceptions like if uh if they hadn't made that to market the movie in theaters they just wouldn't have made that film <laughs> I'm sorry they wouldn't have made that ride um I think Tron's kind of had this level of resurgence recently uh you know specifically with uh, with uh, that that second movie and then the series and really, I mean, again, if you remember, I remember like they didn't even Tron was a was a, a an overseas attraction, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like it was for Shanghai Disneyland, and because it did really well, and it was one of those things that I I think it probably could you know stand on its own even you know without even thinking of this third uh, movie that. Sounds like it may or may not be going forward. Uh, hopefully it will. But um, but yeah, it's just like, it's one of these historic franchises that like you probably don't need to know or care anything about it. The ride is so well done and executed and realized that like, who cares? It just stands on its own. Um, but I, I don't. I don't think you're going to see very much of that, especially in the Chapek era. I, I think that's... Uh, you know, with new CEO Bob Chapek, I think you're probably going to stick to very safe properties. I think, honestly, if you want to talk about like what I'm, what I'm surprised, uh, uh, properties that I'm surprised haven't been tapped for Disneyland or specifically tapped more than they have been. Frozen is a big one. Like it's crazy that that Frozen is such an untapped property for Disneyland specifically. And yes, they do have it at Disney World specifically at Epcot but even that's just a retheme of of another ride like they're just i think um Hong Kong's going to be the first Disney park to have their own kind of frozen specific ride but that movie being as big as it is it's crazy that they, that that uh, at least from an attraction perspective it's not represented more certainly Frozen is very well represented in the park <laughs> in very many other areas. Yeah. But I uh, think but th- those are the kind of I think rides that they're going to be be building. Yeah, well, I think the only reason why we don't see a, a Frozen ride is cuz where would it go like and feel like yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, For sure. natural that that it's there. Like it would technically I would think it would go into like Fantasyland. Uh but you know, there's there's no room there you really can't expand that so something would have to go and i don't want to see anything go well there's room well yeah you'd bomb out the fantasy land uh theater and you're you've got plenty of space. oh yeah i guess yeah you could i mean but you're right no i mean there's nothing that's like an easy like here here you go it's frozen yeah yeah i mean they can't just add it on and and open up some area that hasn't been used and just plop it's right yeah. there something's something's gotta go I probably wouldn't yeah. mind the theater going if if they're not going to use it. I think I think it needs to be used, and then you can see it go there. But uh, yeah, I mean, especially now that they've uh, they've effectively canceled Mickey and the Magical Map uh, show, like that's done. They've confirmed that that is like no longer a thing. Yeah. So like, really, it's not in use now unless they really have some, you know, major plan for it. But um. But who knows? But uh, but just also uh, the other kind of thought that I had with uh, just to go back to kind of these changes that are going on with cartoon spin is, you know, are we going to be seeing more of these kinds of stealth updates, um, especially if they only affect like a small portion of the ride? Right. So um, we actually saw this in 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 Paris with their version of Peter Pan, basically, I believe when that ride reopened, the uh, the Native Americans, <laughs> people have called out time and time again. And, and in the movie, it's a, it's a pretty rough representation um, that there is a content warning on Disney Plus for it. But, uh, but you know, they're represented in, in, in the ride. And in the Paris version, when the park reopened, the Native Americans were gone. I think they just, they just removed them. And uh, didn't issue a, any kind of statement about it. They were just, they were just poof. Um, and I wonder, like, is that something that we're also going to see in the U.S. versions of Peter Pan? Certainly that's a very popular portion of the ride, but it, is, it would be a very small kind of 
of a thing that they would just pluck out. I could see that happening. I don't think of anything else that really stands out that would be anywhere else that we would see changes, but I could see that happening. I definitely could see that happening. Yeah. Um, but yeah, nothing else really stands out as far as any of these like changes to make things a little bit more uh, PC. Uh, but, uh, you know, you never know. I mean, I think, I think Disney's probably a bit more mindful now after the, you know, after the, the pirates, you know, change. And then now the, the splash mountain, I think they want to just get ahead of any of these things that might kind of come up and bite them and, and give them bad press. Uh, so. And now's the time to do it, right? Just, just one fell swoop, just bomb it all out so that, uh, yeah, it's just, I mean, I mean, again, like you could argue that's what happened with Roger Rabbit, where it's just kind of like, that wasn't even on my radar and you know, it just kind of disappeared. And so you don't even have, you don't even have much time to react to it. And again, this is like a very small kind of a thing, but I think people are so focused on the bigger changes with Splash Mountain and the bigger changes on Jungle Cruise, even though that that was that burned very fast <laughs> and very bright. And then it's like no one's talking about that. Anymore. Yeah, I think um, I mean, because as you pointed out, those are much, much bigger rides, much more popular and have much more of a of a following from just being around for years i think with uh, splash mountain it was just like you know zippity doodah is a so iconic song it, it's definitely something that you know you know despite the movie what it is i still like that song it's so catchy um but yeah you just can't like you can't not change those and and just and stealthily change it. Uh, so I think those you really have to get ahead of and, and you actually have to put something out. Something like Roger Rabbit is, is able to kind of, you're kind of able to kind of sneak in there and make those changes. I think that's the ideal way of doing it. So they don't get that big old, you know, you know, with a situation where they may have to change more than they really would prefer to change. I think. So, plus, as you pointed out, yeah. with the Mickey and Minnie's going in, that stuff is going to get more, like, traffic. So, it is more likely to be brought up at some point. Just like Jungle Cruise, they they were trying to get ahead of that because the Jungle Cruise movie, you know, people are going to get on yeah. the ride and check it out and see how it matches up with the movie or or doesn't match up with the movie. I, I don't think that that really had any point, but it's just going to bring to mind the, you know, having a movie is going to make people think about the, the ride. And so they're just trying to get ahead of it and whatnot. Cause yeah, it makes sense that they're making these changes. Totally. It all makes sense. Henry. <laughs> it all makes sense. Hey man. So we are, like four weeks away before this Orlando trip. What is your excitement level at right now? It's, it's really like I'm trying to think of anything and do anything to distract me from thinking about it. Cause I'll just totally just dwell mm. on it. So we've been trying to just dis distract ourselves like, you know, and it's not helping that like I'm, dieting and working out for the trip so <laughs> any kind of food type thing i'm just thinking about more and more that's the one way to find out you're on a diet you just think about food all day <laughs> that you can't have mm. um, mm -hmm. and bad thing is i went to the uh foodie land event in sacramento and <sighs> man that was brutal <laughs> 106 degree weather Torture. and people were oh fainting God. like like it was crazy um i did get did eat some some something that wasn't on my uh 
not on my diet, but it was a cheat day, so I was able to get away with it. But uh, uh, next weekend, it's the Ren Fair. Oh, man. Well, it's coming, man. We're, we're getting close to the final countdown. We're not quite there yet, but, man, we have uh, two more shows before we're out of here, before we're on our way. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, a lot of prep prep work needs to be done, and I'm totally uh, not doing it. <laughs> I'm procrastinating like crazy. <laughs> Yeah, me neither, man. What could what could possibly go wrong? <laughs> well, that just about does it for today. Remember, you can catch The Great Park Op each and every other week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or whatever your favorite podcast service just so happens to be. As always, if you made it this far, you're hopefully enjoying the podcast. So don't forget to subscribe, leave us a review, and hit that like button. This has been episode 60 of The Great Park Hop. And we'll catch you in two weeks. Until then, stay healthy, everybody. Henry, you take care, big guy. You too, man. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.